And now for our feature presentation. PushbackRadio.com. Duncanville, Dallas, Fort Worth. Hi, from Hamilton Park, Dallas, Fort Worth. Push that. Hey, are you here? How Dallas Fort Worth works. This is Jackie. What up, y'all? This is Jackie. Of Shaq the Ford One and the main event show. Call it automatic voice message. Something like that. Shock Ford One and the Main Event with me, the Jackie O. Exclusively on PushGapRadio. Give me two scoops. Push Gap Radio. Dot com in Dallas and Fort Worth. Here's to Joe Lewis this week, Dallas-Fort Worth. New census data shows the white population's on the decline. We'll delve into that. Can employers mandate the shot is popping up on job requirements? We'll delve into it. Don Cheadle and Kevin Hart will break that down. And Raven Simone is worried about the black community and her interracial marriage. Someone said when black people are on time, it means they're not staying long. Shocker 401 in the main event with Jackie O. Accelerate your wow factor on the bangingest podcast in the urban internet radio game. I need Push Gap to be my job. Dallas, baby. Look at this. Look at this. Ain't this a bitch? Fucking hey, unemployment office. Ain't that a bitch? Yeah, I got a job. I got a job looking for one. I've been out of work so long, I forgot what kind of work I'm out of. You know, a lot of brothers don't want no job, do they? Oh, uh, they be sitting around the house eight hours a day smoking a joint. Looking through the one ad, talking about, damn, the job situation looks sad. Go on. Shit, I wish I could find me a, a job. Let me think a job gonna come up to the house, don't they? You know what I mean? Knock on the door. Who is it? Job. PushcapRadio.com. Home in Dallas and Fort Worth. Welcome to another edition of Rubber Buggy Baby Boomer Radio with Shaka 401 in the main event with Jackie O. Jackie O had me cracking up before I went on. She told me, and I had to go look it up. She told me that OJ Simpson said that he's scared to move back to LA so much so that he doesn't want to encounter the killer. I'll let that marinate there. Okay. <laughs> I don't really think OJ did it. I really don't. But you 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 perhaps know. You know, I don't really want to delve into that. But OJ said OJ said he didn't want to bump into the killer. You understand me? Uh then quit then quit looking in the mirror. See, I'm tripping because the people I saw on Twitter or whatever. We're making the jokes about OJ, you know, like the one guy said, you know, you can't you can't run from yourself because everywhere you go, nigga, there you are. OK, so OJ don't want to move back to La La Land, mine, because he's scared. He going to run up on the murderer. You did. I man, I don't know. But Barack Obama had a birthday. 
celebrated his 60th over the weekend. And Martha's Vineyard, with about 200 members of his family and celebrity friends, we reported this on last week that he was throwing a boogaloo. Of course, if you were listening to PushGapRadio.com, you may have heard it here first. But in the aftermath, the photos and videos from the event being leaked, number 44 has been taking a lot of flack for seemingly not having face mask wearing precautions in force at the party. Now, they said he had 1,000 custom-made masks available to the guests and the staff working the event, all which were simply printed on his presidency's number, 44, and his age. The original guest list for the event had been around 500 people. Now, the reason I tell this story is because Erica Badu tripped over her, Joe Lewis. Buddy of mine, two weeks ago, went to a party at her house here down in Dallas, Texas. His girlfriend's brother or some such, you know, six degrees of separation. And they went out to Erica Badu's party was for her grandmother, her mother, or herself. I don't know. See, Jackie O would know all that. Okay. But yeah, my homeboy went to her boogaloo about two, three weeks ago. But Erica Badu had to apologize to the Obamas for being a terrible guest. She was filming the 60th birthday party, which was private. You know, this milestone. Of course, you hanging out with the former president and it's Barack. Don't care whether you loved or hated the man. You were probably glad to be around him. Okay. So Miss Badu was in there. And she ended up breaking the cardinal rule by filming the inside of the private shindig. Much to public scrutiny. And um, she had to apologize, you know. She did. It takes a big person to apologize. She said, she jumped on Twitter and said, Mr. and Mrs. Obama, please forgive me for being the terrible guest at such a sacred event for your family. I was so inconsiderate. Thank you for all your love. And what an example of how not to be. Erica takes a big person to apologize. See, an apology comes in three, in three parts. <clears throat> you have to admit, apologize, and assure. Yeah, I did that. My bad. I promise you it'll never happen again. Takes a big person to roll out an apology. Small people don't have that within themselves to do. Time now for your pushgapradio.com celebrity birthdays. Celebrity birthdays this week. Today, August 16th, the greatness. There was Aretha Franklin passed away August 16th of 2021 at the age of 72. August 16th, Angela Bassett turned 63. James J.T. Taylor, best known as the former lead singer of the R&B funk band Cool and the Gang, baby. They are not making music like that anymore. J.T. turned 68. And rock star Madonna, August 16th, turned 63 years old. August 17th, former Madonna husband Sean Penn. He turned 61. Uh, happy 61st birthday to Lisa Coleman, musician and composer. Lisa Coleman plays piano and keyboards. She was the member of Prince's backup band, The Revolution, from 1980 to 1986. And she turned 61 years old. Also, August 17th, singer David Hollister turns 50. Movie actor Robert De Niro will be 78. And actor Donnie Wahlberg turns 52 years old. August 18th, Cosby star Malcolm Jamal Warner turns 51. Actor Kristen Slater will be 52. August 19th, 
I can see clearly now. The rain is gone. Singer Johnny Nash, he died October 6th of 2020 at the age of 80. He would have been 81 years old, August 19th. August 19th, rapper Joseph Antonio Cartanega, a.k.a. Fat Joe, turns 51. Also, tip your hat and spill a little drink for Nate Dogg. Who died March 15th, 2011 at the age of 41. August 19th, 2021, Nate Dogg would have been 51 years old. Also August 19th, former President Bill Clinton turned 75. Master P's kid Romeo Miller be 32. And August 20th, Isaac Hayes, who died August 10th of 2008 uh, at the age of 79. And weatherman Al Roker, August 20th, will be 67 years old. If it's your birthday or anniversary, happy birthday or anniversary to you as well. We just touched on Angela Bassett real quick. And um, she secured the bag. I don't know if many of you watch her show, uh, 911. I got into it at one point. Love Angela Bassett. Played the hell out of Tina Turner. Play if you want to. Now, it's been reported that uh, she got a pay increase. A major win for Miss Bassett, making history as the highest paid black actress in television broadcast history. It's noted that Angela Bassett took her price up to a staggering four hundred and fifty thousand an episode. Said also to be amongst the top salaries on network television for any actor, male or female. Now, she's Oscar nominated. Now recognized as the highest paid black actress on TV. And uh, her stuff extends beyond her acting, though, like on 911. You know, she's involved in development of the series, things of that nature. She's also involved in the series 911 Lone Star. So, Angela Bassett's up there doing what we already know we can do. But, you know, you got them folk, they bring in like 500000 per episode. <clears throat> Angela Bassett is, making, Bassett is making room for talented actors of color to be recognized for their contributions in a major way. Now, who are some of the highest paid TV actresses in Hollywood? I think that would be kind of interesting. So, this is out of Newsweek. That while Angela Bassett makes a handsome and well-deserved salary per episode of 911, her white counterparts have made and are making far more than she is. For example, the cast of Friends made $750,000 each per episode in 2001. Continuing on with the Friends thing, Apple TV Plus pays Jennifer Aniston and Reese Witherspoon $2 million each per episode in 2021 for their roles in The Morning Show. Good show. I think I've seen it once or some of it. Ellen Pompeo, Ellen Pompeo of Grey's Anatomy, makes $550,000 per episode as of 2020. Plus takes home a portion of the show's syndication profits. Boy, that's another $6 million. Raking it in. You've worked your way up. But all of that pales in comparison to Kelsey Grammer, who made $1.6 million per episode on Frasier back in 01, made him the highest earning uh, actor in history on television at the time. But congratulations are in order for Miss Angela Bassett, mine, reaching new milestones and looking fabulous doing it. We're an amazing people. I keep trying to tell people that. 
We're an amazing people. Angela Bassett is a phenomenal actress, as are all of our actors and actresses. Still got to go. Still got to go back to OJ. Okay. OJ said. OJ said he didn't want to go back to LA, mine. Back to Cali. How do you live a life like that if you are OJ Simpson esque? Because people say you can be famous or you can be infamous. Okay. What is it like being OJ? You have those who want to just be in the limelight. You know, that's understandable. And those of you who revile the man, you cringe when you see him. How do you live a life like that? Could you live under that amount of pressure like that? I mean, you're not a reality TV star as such, but you live a life where everyone knows you. Everyone has an opinion of your life. Could you do that? Could you do reality television? I don't think I could. Niggas get on my nerve from the giddy up. Okay, so no, I can't. I can't do. Could you let someone in your life like that to just follow you around? Because you know it's scripted. It's contrived. Come on now. But could you let someone do that? Just follow you around. Is your life interesting enough to be followed around? That's perhaps the question. Okay, since you've been on COVID lockdown, okay, would you want someone in your house all the time following you and your family for the money or whatever? Because Reverend Runs, I like how Reverend Runs' house was constructed. I like T.I. and Tiny's, how their little show was. Couldn't really get into the Real Housewives of America, of uh, Atlanta type thing. But could you do that? Let folks roll around up in your life when we come back on the bangingest podcast on your urban internet radio dial more job postings come with COVID-19 vaccine requirements can employers mandate the shot we'll get into that Don Cheadle and Kevin Hart unless you've seen it you might not never know what I'm talking about we're definitely going to break that down the new census data white population is declining according to Reuters we are going to get into that and making these folk mine mandate the military nurses and whatnot are you really shooting yourself in the foot we're gonna find out if that works as well banging this thing in the game never average never mediocre online on point and on the freaking money syndicated through kybn radio.com in mountain view california Pray until something happens. God always provides. At pushgapradios.com, the power is in the name. Pushgapradios.com. Don't keep us a secret. And hey, for those of you who came in off the flyer, we welcome you. And we greatly appreciate you as well. Hottest thing in the DF dub. If you don't know, now you know. We tell you how it is. The mother cats tell you how it might be. Pushgapradios.com. Dallas, baby. Most satisfying way to enjoy your radio today is through your computer. Pushgapradio.com. Changing the way you listen to radio. We the business.
What's that new radio station? 94.5 Boom. Boom 94.5, baby. Boom 94.5. Here we come. Here we come. Y'all ready for me yet? Boom 94.5 FM in Dallas, Texas. We got what you're looking for. Shaka Ford won in the main event with me, the Queen B, Jackie O. It's Dallas, baby. It's Dallas, baby. Touchdownradio.com is how Dallas Fort Worth works. Y'all ready for me? Dallas, baby. Messages off, music on. Never average, never mediocre. We're online, on point, and on the money. Pushgapradio.com. Pushgapradio.com. Don't knock the hustle, baby. You know, we all knew that the white population has been in decline for quite some time. This didn't start overnight. Technically, if you go back and track the census, it started back in the 50s. And they have been gradually declining. Now, it's going a lot faster than it did in the past. So, census, USC, unprecedented multiracial growth, which means people of all other groups non-white groups all showed you know some growth where the white population they are in the negative the white non-hispanic population is still the largest group in the u.s but you know what they group a lot of people in there that are not technically white you know east indians arabs northern africans some asians you know But for bulking up the numbers, that's what they are classified as. As things have dramatically changed within the population in America, expect certain things to happen, y'all, like Karen continuing to go on her quest to act crazy out in public and and their cops just going over the top you know i guess if you're losing population and you're aware of this kind of stuff what do you do you attack the people that are growing right Radio.com in Dallas and Fort Worth. Uh, real sad about what went down over there in Haiti. At least 304 people were killed and hundreds were injured and missing after a 7.2 magnitude earthquake struck them on Saturday. And Prime Minister Ariel Henry said he was rushing aid to areas where towns were destroyed and hospitals overwhelmed with incoming patients. All that on top of COVID. About 78 miles west of the capital of Port-au-Prince. Widespread damage reported. Another, tr- another tropical storm approaches. See, this comes just over a month after the assassination of the Haitian president, Jovenel Moise, is, as a former confidential source for the U.S. Drug Enforcement Administration. I don't know how that works. He was a snitch is what they're saying. Yeah. Real sad about Haiti, my, you know, seems like sometimes they just cannot catch a break, man, ever since these people fought for their independence. The white, po- <clears throat> the white population declined for the first time in history. People who identify themselves as white on the census form have been decreasing as a share of the country's population since the 1960s. When the U.S. lifted strict ethnic quotas aimed at keeping the country northern and western European. 
2.6% drop. Say the medium age for white folk in America is 44 years old as of 2019 compared to 30 years old for Hispanics. They have a long running decline in the birth rate. Some scientists theorized that another potential reason for the decrease was that more Americans who previously identified as white on the census are now choosing more than one race. They're standing up for themselves. They're standing up for themselves. You just heard Lisa Cabrera on the soundbite there. They're padding the numbers. Now, I say the single biggest population increase was among people who identified as more than one race, a category that first appeared on the census form 20 years ago. Overall population growth slowed substantially over the past decade. Only an increase of 23 million people here in America. China has the same problem that they had that uh, one baby thing that's coming back to bite them in the ass. But the increase of the 23 million people was made up entirely of people who identified as Hispanic, Asian, black, and more than one race, according to the data. Mm-hmm. They say the black population grew by 6%. Let me ask you a question, because this has often been on my mind. Okay, Willie Nelson. I tell you, I refer everything to a movie or a song. We've been 13%. Of the population for as long as I can remember. Now, here's how they break it down. During the the census, of course, is done every 10 years. 2020 in 2000, white population, 69.1. Hispanics, 12.5 percent. Blacks, 12.1 percent. Asians, 3.6 percent. In 2010, White folks went from 69% to 63%. Hispanics from 12.5 to 16.3. Black people went from 12.1 to 12.2. Many kids as I see, but we'll get into that. Asians went from 3.6 to 4.7. 2020. Now, white folk done dropped 69.1 to 63.7 to 57.8. Hispanics, 12.5 to 16.3 to 18.7. Blacks, 12.1 to 12.2 to 12.1. Asians, 3.6, 4.7 to 5.9%. Let me ask you something. Since your great, great, great grandmama been here, we've been 13%, 12%, 13% of the population. Since your great grandmama got here, since your grandmama was here, your your mama was here. Now you here and you got great grandkids. We still only 13 percent of the population, fam. Really? Who believes that? Now, a guy some years ago made a comment that I truly believe. Of course, they fudged the numbers. There's no way your numbers don't grow. You see more black women with babies. Sorry, don't see a lot of. 20, 30-year-old white women with little babies. Numbers are going down. But how in the hell is it? All these years we said, see, like the guy said, they don't want you to know how many numbers you have. They don't want you to know that. If you knew the true number, how many people that you really had, black people, 
and their numbers are shrinking. If I keep your numbers from you, fam, I control you. Numbers don't lie. You think we steal 12.1% in 2000, 12.2% in 2010, and 121 in 2020. Many black kids, as you see, running around. But everybody else's numbers move. You see the game? You see the game. There's no way I believe that. Race may be socially constructed, but the understanding of it has important political effects. Exactly. Exactly. It's political for how many seats you can get up in there in in, in the dang on Congress and whatnot or in the Senate or whatever. It's all a game. One change that has been politically resonant has been the shrinking share of the white population with the right seeing the shift as a threat and the left celebrating it as a kind of demographic destiny in which growing numbers of people of color will vote Democrat. See, it's all a game. Professor Jimenez, whose county in Santa Clara, California, became minority white more than 20 years ago, said these two views are most common among highly politicized Americans. And most people don't notice diversity. Yeah, it's like that down in San Antonio. Go to San Antonio, San Antonio Texas. Hispanic down there, man. But on the other hand, our numbers just never move. Think about it. Go ask your mama. What percentage of blacks lived in America when she was young? Hell, when she was your age. Or when she was a kid. If your grandmama's around, ask her. It's always 12 or 13%. Now, come on. I'm 60, fam. It's been 13% all my life. It was 13% when my mama was a baby. I don't understand it. See, if you knew how many people you had on your squad, then then people think you just might rise up. Kevin Hart and Don Cheadle are trending online after people started to notice a tense moment they shared on the Peacock talk show Heart to Heart. A recent clip, however, has taken the Internet by storm in which he uh, Kevin Hart engages in a hilarious back and forth with Don Cheadle. So before we get into it, let me let you listen to the soundbite right, so that you know when we're not here you people are taken care of and hopefully it lasts more than just one generation um but at the same time like i said and me you know i'm 56 years old damn i'm sorry i'm sorry because it was a so thought no no seriously it was dude, a thought it was I'm a not, thought, and I blurted it out I'm i did fine. not mean it that I'm way not, i'm fine okay but just understand i didn't mean it the way it came Let's, out We'll take a poll on how you meant it with I'm, people here later after the show's over. But I can sit up here and honestly say, buddy, that yeah, that was from yeah, a place yeah. of love. Got it. Like, damn. Oh, that was from, like, damn. You didn't. If we could play it back right now. Play it back. These are two different dams. Play it back in slow motion. There yeah. wasn't no. I damn. said. I said. There was no like. Wow. That's, I that's said. Damn. No. You said the word damn. So, yeah, the two friends sat down for an open, long and frank discussion. But things seemed to take a turn when the topic of Cheeto's age came up. As you heard in the soundbite, the Internet decided the moment should live in infamy. You can be famous or infamous. And many Twitter users shared the exchange and added their own takes prior to the launch of this talk show. Heart to heart. Uh, Kevin said would feature no prep. He was just going to go 
cold. Just jump on and start talking. I think you might want to have a little prep, though, don't you think? When you're talking to someone of that magnitude, I wouldn't want you to come on my show and I didn't prep. <laughs> and I'm and you feel like I'm just wasting your time because I'm asking redundant questions or things perhaps people already know. But Cheeto was discussing his dreams of becoming a jazz musician, his private life in the future. When he casually mentioned his age, told Kevin Hart he's 56, and you heard Kevin's response. Nigga, damn. This led to an award-winning moment in which Cheadle and Hart stared at each other, uh, with uh, Cheadle clearly taken aback by the comedian's comment. You heard Kevin Hart try and explain, okay, nigga explaining. No, 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 no. You said what you said, man. Okay, so the tone of the interview may have appeared to have dropped dramatically in this moment, but in the wider context of the whole interview, the two remain close friends. Cheeto himself took to Twitter to comment on the viral video, saying that he hopes to do a movie with Kevin Hart. He wrote to his followers that Kevin Hart for real and I need to do a movie together ASAP. I think this is my favorite interview. Damn. So, yeah, that was that was real funny, man, that took a little turn and hip hopped around but yeah my population is shrinking and that's not just here in America that's globally with them folk see it used to be when your mama your grandmama and them retired it was 25 people working in order to pay their social security their retirement today there's only like three to five people working to pay your retirement when are you gonna retire when you gonna lay it down you think you make enough maybe if you can switch jobs and up your income and things of that nature but no one's going back to those crappy jobs when we come back on the bangless thing in the game they trying to say now for you to go for a job they asking you if you're gonna take the shot we'll get into that raven simone and alfonso ribero I want you to know right now before we come back, who gives a damn? We're going to talk about that as well. KYBNRadio.com, Mountain View, California. Push Gap, Dallas, baby. For relevant information and music for your soul, it's PushGapRadio.com. I'm Queen Amy with Shaka 41 and the main event. Pray until something happens. God always provides on pushgapradio.com. Hamilton Park, Dallas, and Fort Worth. In, in the mix. In the mix. Pushgapradio.com. Don't knock the hook, baby. Pushgapradio.com. We want to be your official Dallas internet station. This afternoon we heard there are protests being planned for the state capitol campus right here at the Tivoli Fountain Friday at noon. State employees may end up suing the state over this. Healthcare workers are talking about walkouts. Folks who say they were treated like heroes last year feel like the governor has turned their back on them. The overwhelming response that I'm getting is that I am selfish. Selfish. For the first time in my career as an RN, selfish. Single mother Haley Bickle put herself through college so she could get her dream job, working as a registered nurse. But she's likely going to lose that job once she goes on leave next month to have her baby. She's refusing to get the COVID vaccine until it's fully approved by the Food and Drug Administration. I'm not against vaccines. I'm just against putting a vaccine in my body while I'm carrying my daughter and 
possibly putting her at risk. In Bellingham today, about 100 people protested against the vaccine mandate at Peace Health St. Joseph Medical Center. This mother of two doesn't want her name used. She's afraid her husband will get fired from his state law enforcement job, one he's thinking about quitting because the couple also doesn't want to get the vaccine until it's FDA approved. A source close to the union that represents Washington State Patrol Troopers says the mandate is causing, quote, grave concerns within WSP. And the source says state employee unions may sue the state. Similar lawsuits have not gone very far. In June, eight Indiana University students sued the state, claiming the mandate violated their bodily autonomy and constitutional right to due process. But a judge disagreed. Haley Bickle knows that as of today, the CDC is recommending all pregnant women get vaccinated. But that's not enough to convince Bickle. It's a decision that could cost her that dream job. I just don't feel comfortable at this time now. President Biden has said he expects the FDA to fully approve the Pfizer vaccine by the fall. At this point, the FDA is recommending all of the COVID vaccines. Pushcap Radio on Radio. Pushcap in Dallas and Fort Worth. These people are showing fear. Okay. I want you to understand that. Nothing's working like they thought it would. Everything they throwing out here. Again, you got the vaccine. I applaud you. You elect not to take the vaccine. I applaud you. Don't let these people let you get into a social war with people because they want you to take the shot. Now, more job postings are coming with COVID-19 vaccination requirements. No, if you're aware of that. Your COVID-19 vaccination status could soon matter to a prospective employer as much as your skills and qualifications for a new job as a growing number of employers are requiring vaccinated workforces. The share of job postings per million that include COVID-19 vaccination requirements are up 34 percent in the first week of August compared with the same time period in July. That's according to a new analysis by Indeed Hiring Lab. Job postings that require vaccination without explicitly stating COVID-19. You know, they they, they just they just slipping it in there. Delta Airlines made a splash back in May when the company said it would require vaccination for new hires. Since then, and especially in the last several weeks, a growing number of private and public employers have announced workforce vaccination requirements with big tech coming out in strong support of widespread mandates. See? They're going to try to break you financially. You understand the game? Financially. That's how they're going to get to you through the job. They're going to pressure you. Okay. As cases are on the rise due to the Delta variant, an increasing number of private employers are requiring vaccination. Now, you can get into legal ramifications with that as you just heard the soundbite earlier you could be liable if they make you get the jab 
now that you have to hold your own nuts are you going to be because then what they're going to want to tell well we can't say for real that it came from the vaccine maybe you know it's pre-existing condition they're going to come up with all kind of game Another emerging trend for companies, as well as the federal and some state governments, is to require employees to provide proof of vaccination or submit to a weekly COVID-19 test and other safety protocol. I'd rather take the test. Honestly. Rather take the test. I don't care what your views are on taking the shot. Those are your views and you're making the best decision for you and your family. How come I don't get the same option? I really don't care that you think I'm not being a good American. I bet the hell you're not going to say that. Hey, in, in, in 20, what is 2021? Come 2028, 2029, 2030. Hey, did you take the COVID vaccine shot? You may be eligible to be in on a dang on case study. Or a class action suit. Whoops. No, you're not. Because these people weren't liable. How do you not back your product? So if something, anything happens to me, I have no ramifications. I have no recourse. This is what you're telling me. And this one chick, Jackie Owen, I watched over the weekend. You know what her argument was? Well, just take the shot. No, sweetie, it don't work that way. Then a guy tried to make the comparison talking about your seatbelt. And some other stupid ass thing. Your seatbelt ain't got nothing to do with you injecting something into your body that you don't trust. Now, Mark Goldstein, an attorney with Reed Smith in New York, recommended that employers think through whether they're willing to fire employees who don't comply. What if your star salesperson will quit in light of a mandate? Your Michael Jordan, the guy, you know, who's keeping this stack of bricks running. You don't have to be prepared for such scenarios. Now, they say eventually people want to be able to meet again. You know, traveling or gathering for corporate retreats or in-person meetings. And that will resume only when a critical mass of employees feel safe and protected. Does your job have a vaccination strategy? Now, let me explain to you something. And then we're going to get into Raven Simone and Alfonso Ribio's stupid ass. These jobs, first off, I've already explained to you last two, three shows. No one's staying home because of the STEMI. All right. Let's get past that. What I told you a show or two ago. That usually things that happen in America, they get voted down. You voted down with Ronald Reagan. You voted down unions, starting with, again, the air traffic controllers. You sent the jobs overseas. The wars and the jobs are overseas, but yet they still turn to us with their political needs. You've just about shut down anything of any substance here. Now we just got crappy jobs. And now you need plumbers. You need um electricians, you need carpenters, you need all these people now. You understand? But you just didn't want to have these people during a certain period of time. You just didn't want these people to have access. Here's what I'm talking about. When Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. had the March on Washington, how do you think they raised the money? 
GoFundMe? Maybe made a TikTok video? They raised the money through the black church and black radio. Our only two primary sources of media at the time, communication. See what black radio is. We're getting all that on another show. But the people who contributed money in church on Sunday mornings and sent to the different SCLC or whatever. These people were carpenters and electricians and construction workers and whatnot. So according to the research that I've done and the scholars that I have listened to, they did a research on that. First off, you got to break up the black family. Okay. Second of all, you need to take these jobs, these skills, these trades where you work with your hands and let's take them out of those black schools. Then y'all jump up and down making working with your hands sound like such a terrible thing. And that's what built this country. That's what built most of our lives that we live today. Our grandparents, great grand folks work with their hands. So you took that out. And as I've told you before, White people, when I say white people, I technically mean the government, but white people. Now you need those skills because you made people believe that it was bad to work with your hands. Go take the SATs or whatever, get in college, go to a four year university. You knock the trades, but then in doing so, you took the trades out of the community because you could have learned to be a welder back in the 70s when I was in school. We lived in Gary, Indiana, steel mill town. How many steel mills run from Chicago to South Bend, Indiana? They needed welders. And most of these cats were welding when they came out of school by going to Ivy Tech. It's what it was called in Gary, Indiana. Now you need these people with these skills. I talked to Doc last week and and, and like I was asking him, you have these, you already have a shortage of, of skilled workers. Even let's look at the nurses, the healthcare industry. So these people don't want to take the jab and you're going to what? Get rid of them? Pandemic raging. Who are you going to bring in? The people who perhaps didn't go work at the restaurant? The people with the Uber jobs? No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Don't want them. Don't want them. If you took the shot, fine. If you didn't, fine. Don't let these people turn this into a social war for you. That's America, right? Everyone gets to make their own choices for their life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. Ain't that what they told you? Hell, you bought the dream years ago. Okay, in America. Still trying to get to Raven Simone. Probably have to cover that on the other side. But yeah, I just say that to say this. You cannot, you, you just gonna cut your nose to spite your face. If this nurse don't want to take your vaccine and she's a healthcare professional, I trust her judgment. She went to school for it. I can't stomach medical. I worked in the hospital all of a couple of months and they had to get out. It's not for me. So I salute these women. Again, these nurses, these professionals. My dad was a damn nurse. Okay. Went to nursing school in his 40s. See, these jobs are frowned upon today. You want your kid to be the next Elon Musk or whatever, Bill Gates. 
black people. Quit pushing your children to go to school to become a productive employee for someone else. Let's start pushing them to build their own. That's our problem. But you took these trades out of the schools back in the, what, 80s or 90s? And now 30 years later, 40 years later, you need the trades because there's an exodus of baby boomers. Within the next 10 years, we're out of the workforce. We're leaving now. We're tired. And them youngsters aren't replacing those jobs. I drove motor coaches. You think a 20-year-old or 30-year-old is going to walk in there and want to drive motor coaches? You ain't got no social life. They are not going to have that. When we come back, I'll get into Raven Simone. We're also going to talk about if you work from home with Google, they're talking about cutting your pay. PushGapRadios.com. Hey, don't keep us a secret, Dallas. Hey, this is Scott Moran. It's not just the brothers that listen to PushGapRadio.com. For the hottest new show in the Metroplex, it's Shackleford 1 in the main event on PushGapRadio.com. Hamilton Park, Dallas, Fort Worth. Dallas, baby. PushGetRadio.com. So do you hate unwanted robocalls? Consumer reporter John Matteris will show us a new way to turn the tables on telemarketers and give them a taste of their own medicine. If robocalls to your cell phone drive you crazy, we want to show you a new way to get revenge on those telemarketers. It's an award-winning app that turns the tables on them and gives the callers a taste of their own medicine. Like most of us, Paul Applegate hates having a TV show or anything interrupted by a telemarketing robocall. So he downloaded a robocall blocker that turns the tables on the callers called RoboKiller. Instead of just hanging up, it plays games with the caller. It has what's called answer bots, and they fool the spam bots into thinking that you're an actual human, and then they give up calling you. Paul's phone now has two dozen responses designed to fool automated calling systems. One of my favorites is someone who's speaking in a Russian accent and he pretends that he doesn't speak English very well. Yes. Are you, are you calling from the gulag? Paul also loves one that tells the telemarketer that the caller has won a cruise. Congratulations. I know you called me, but this is going to surprise you. But you are the winner of our cruise contest. RoboKiller costs about $2 a month, and the Federal Trade Commission says it's safe to use. In fact, it recently won an FTC contest for best new robocall blocker. It always has this option. We're sorry. You have reached a number that has been disconnected or is no longer in service. Yeah, that one will work. RoboKiller has additional features that can show you which calls were blocked and let you select robocalls that you want to receive, such as local school closings or automated pharmacy calls. It's one of a dozen top-rated robocall blockers on the market right now. But how many of the others will tell you that the caller won a cruise? Pushcapradio.com in Dallas and Fort Worth. Yeah, Raven Simone, my. Don't know if you have perhaps heard about what went down with former child star says she's worried the black community will be mad over her interracial marriage who gives 
a damn. Why do y'all keep running back to the black community when you come up with this crap that you lay in bed and think about or, or create with your PR person? When you on the Cosby show and you go home, little girl, I could give a damn if you shopped at Kroger's or Walmart. When you do whatever it is you're doing now, Raven Simone for Disney, whoever. When you leave that lot, doing whatever show you're trying to do to entertain me, because I'm not your target audience, but I've watched a few of your delightful little shows. I could give up who you sleep with. Now, Raven Simone is revealing that she struggled with her decision to commit to her white wife because of fear that the black community would be upset with her. Who gives a damn, Raven Simone? You're not relevant. Nobody gives a crap. You people always want to run to black people. Oh, we homophobic. Black people are the most forgiving and understanding people. You can't go stay in a white neighborhood, but any white person can come stay in a black neighborhood and no one's going to really bother you. We don't care who you with, sweetie. Raven married her wife, Miranda Madej, in a secret ceremony in 2020, but the actress is now sharing that it was not always smiles and happiness. Not always sunshine and rainbows because I'm going to assure you Miss Simone that the people that were staring at you probably looked a lot more like your wife the brothers don't give a damn when I say the brothers I mean ADOS we don't give a damn she says kind of self-inflicted well you admitted that the great Cat Williams said it best. That's why it's called self-esteem. Those are your demons. Of course, you know, she was on the Cosby show. Went on to revive her career over there at Disney. But that's so raven. But yeah. You running around here just creating crap. The black community won't be happy. Alfonso Ribeiro, better known as Carlton Banks, Will Smith's corny ass geeky cousin in the television show Fresh, Pr Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, decided to talk about being ostracized by the black community for having a white wife. Out of here. Who cares? You ain't the first somebody to get with a white woman. You're just not. Now, I saw the Brat show. Her, her, her wife's pretty cute. But no one gives a crap. Ribero. Raven. No one gives a damn who you with, fam. And if you're that bothered by it, yeah, nigga, maybe it's you. Maybe you really don't even want to be with that person. Maybe you need to look inside yourself. Maybe. Just maybe. Quit running back here to the black community with all you people's crap mind. We don't want to hear it. We just don't want to hear it. Google employees who choose to work from home could soon face a pay cut. Could soon cost you. You're a Google employee. As the pandemic continues to take the world by storm, many companies are restructuring what works look like for their employees. Last year, COVID-19 sent everyone into quarantine, shelter in place, pushing non-essential employees to transform their homes into offices, schools and restaurants. The whole nine. Who the hell gets to deem you non-essential? You see what I'm saying? Labels. 
That's what ADOS is, is a label. But I'll explain at the end of the show when we get into Yvette Carnell and reparations, baby. But back to Google. Now, as the world attempts to return to normal, whatever that is, some employers are reconsidering what the future of work looks like. Now, according to Tech Times, Google employees who decide to work from home could experience anywhere from a 5% to a 25% pay cut. Penalizing staffers who make the decision to work remotely. So. They say if you commute an hour to Google's Manhattan office, you could possibly see a 15 percent decrease in pay if they decide to work from home. This is for the places Google has offices. They're going to punish you for that. So if. If you decide to live far away from the company's offices, You'll be subject to a more harsh pay cut. Employees bringing in a salary of 150K would make a little less than 112,000 per year. Hmm. Now, this guy, Raymond Sutton, says that the gag is that Google and app, the Google and Apples of the world create a work environment with every luxury under the sun to get you to overwork and build a false sense of community and royalty. I can believe that. Read somewhere where Google and them feed you for free, but they say if the dinner doesn't start until like six or seven o'clock. What that mean? You get off at four, five o'clock. They haven't prime real, but they serve it at seven. You might as well work till seven, huh? That's how they get you. Says remote work actually makes it harder to take advantage of your employees. And that's what they don't like. You have to be around folks to control folks because it's not just all voice, you know, something is body language and things like that. You know what I'm talking about? Barky Bull said, even if somebody did move to a less expensive area, what's wrong with trying to build wealth and resources by not paying so much overhead? Oh, that's right. Only corporations can do that. The move to use a tool to rethink employee salaries in terms of work environments comes as other companies like Facebook, Twitter and LinkedIn have also noted that employees who plan to leave expensive cities like New York and San Francisco will receive pay cuts. So it's all a scam. How can I work you? What can I do to work an angle on your ass? What does it matter that I'm not commuting or whatever? As long as I get the work done, as long as I'm productive, right? It's all a scam. And I think the throwback on you anyway, for those people who are trying to get rid of people on those jobs, man. Uh, again, you're shooting your damn self in the foot. Think about it. People are bailing out mine. For work-life balance. And now you are talking about getting rid of people predicated on the fact that they don't want to take the shot. People want to feel safe and secure. But you don't care about that. You care about the bottom line, damn profits. That's all coming back to bite you. you. Told these youngsters that it was it was downright a sin to work with your hands. You don't want your kid to do that. 
I've explained to you black people, your great great grandmama worked, so your great grandmama didn't have to do what she did. Your great grandma, so your grandmama didn't have to do what she did. Your grandma, so your mama, your mama sold at you and you sold your kids. Ain't got to do what the hell it is you did if you have a crappy job. Now you need electricians and whatnot, but you took them out because the black people, that's how they were sustaining a living. We worked with our hands. We've done it since we've been here. And now you need them. Again, baby boomers, huge exodus. I'm 60, fam. And I promise you, Push Gap will be rolling like a bagel down damn hill by the time I take another 10, 12 years to sit it down. It all comes down to racism. Same way this economy ain't going to go nowhere. See, the generation coming behind, they don't care about the racism. Let black people have their stuff so they can contribute too to the tax base. Robo killer, if you've ever been getting telemarketing calls on your damn phone, I came across this joint over the weekend and had to spit this game to you. Um, they take care of it's a spam call free. Get revenge on robocallers. Uh, automatically blocks over 1.1 million telemarketers and robocalls from ringing, even if they're spoofing or changing their numbers. You can take back your phone and get revenge on the spammers. Uh, have a block list on it. Now, what it does basically is it, it, it brings these people on. It talks to uh, the telemarketer. It leads them to believe that there's someone on the phone. OK. And as it's going along, man, it's just hilarious. They got everything from like grumpy old man and big time producers with clout to drunken waste oils and a guy with bad gas guy with a Russian accent. Uh, the one guy. That you may have heard uh, talked about you won. I know you called me, but I'm letting you know that you won. And this thing blocks it out, mine. You can also create your own personal list of allowed and blocked calls. Gives you back control of your phone. You know, you'd be sitting there and I, okay, we live in the, the double wide here and you're getting calls about, you know, you get the calls about the warranty on your car, but how you going to give me out for me aluminum siding. I live in an apartment. The calls that be coming through are just stupid. I just get tired of it. Yeah, go check this out at robokiller.com. R-O-B-O is in boy, killer.com. And it's an app that you can get on your phone. They give you a seven-day free trial as well. Found it hysterical when I watched a little video, man. That is crazy. White folks' population is declining. Can't rule forever. Can't rule forever. And on top of that, again, the baby boomers are bailing out. You're trying to get nurses, teachers, firefighters, police, and employees, and the Pentagon is mandating the military and federal workers. Are you on board with that? To be mandated to put something in your body. It's coming. They are going to attack you financially. Particularly if you deal with the public. They're already talking about come October. If you want to travel by rail or you want to travel by plane. You already know they got planes on lock. You're going to have to do this. But I still think you, you shoot yourself in the damn foot. 
firefighters, nurses, and teachers, and police, if these kids ain't going to be damn plumbers and whatnot, you know the hell ain't going to be no teacher or no nurse. These weak-ass, punk-ass kids, they're not going to do that. They're going to sit behind a desk like mommy or daddy and run shit. They're not going for that. And so you're going to let these people go. Firefighters, nurses, police, military people. Because they don't want your shot. It's going to blow up in your face. The COVID is already running rampant. It's almost at the numbers it was last year. But we're not discussing that. We're discussing getting this economy open back up so your capitalistic ass can make more money. Since we're doling out money when we come back, we're going to get into Miss Yvette Carnell talking about reparations for ADOS. Are you going to take the jab? Are you willing to put your financial life on the line for you and your family for the jab. We're pushcapradios.com and we ain't taking the jab. You got to hunt me down. Pushcap, nigga. Dallas. From one hit to the next, there's always another hit song in the way and you're in the middle of another long set right now. Pushcapradio.com. We finna take over this town like street sweepers. For homicide detectives, the clock starts ticking the moment they are called. Dallas, Texas. Let me get you up so you see the downtown of Dallas. What do you do? I do not. Pushgapradio.com, Dallas, Fort Worth. The place with the most music variety. Most music variety. Is it the Tom Joyner morning show? Oh, hell no. I'm the other guy. The other one. I know. It's the Steve Harvey morning show. I'm not that guy. Well, then it have to be the Ricky Smiley morning show. I'm not that guy either. Get outside your comfort zone. We're distinctively someone else. Shaka Ford won in the main event with me, the Queen Bee, Jackie O. Heard exclusively on PushGapRadio.com. PushGapRadio.com. Dallas, baby. How Dallas-Fort Worth works. Only a third of CFO's tech leaders and hiring managers say their employees will fully return to the office, at least at first. There remains a lot of caution in the corporate world. This survey taken during the last two weeks of June as concerns about that Delta variant continued. So only about 2.5% of companies saying they will have in-person working as the only option. Close to half saying a mix of in-office and work from home will be their plan in the second half of the year. Vaccine policy will also be a major part of those plans. 16% of respondents say the COVID-19 vaccine will be mandatory for workers returning to the office while 70% said vaccines would not be mandatory. The approaches may vary, but employee safety and wellness as the primary concern is really the consensus, according to our survey. Respondents also citing employee productivity, access to talent, and aligning with the company mission. So, look at these results. It may sound like leaders believe people are kind of slacking off while working from home, but that's definitely not what they said. 84% believe workers are just as productive or even more productive than they were at the start of the pandemic. Other than that, What are people worried about? You know, these big insurers like Chubb and AIG and Travelers, they're just bracing for an onslaught of lawsuit-related claims as businesses push to bring workers back to the office. Litigation is rising already. Employment and labor law firm Jackson Lewis tracks COVID-related employment lawsuits nationally. And look, they've gone up. 
California and New Jersey are seeing the most. And they say the business community never really faced a situation where the law is so uncoordinated and provides such little guidance on potential legal exposures. The second big pitfall, requests for accommodation. Employees have, of course, varying needs and considerations, child care, elder care, health issues. They may have proven they can be effective working from home. So when employers deny requests for accommodation, i.e., can I please continue to stay home, the employer may open themselves up to lawsuits. Third, health and safety here. Thorig tells me that employers bear the responsibility of demonstrating the workplace is safe and healthy, and though it's legal to require employees to get vaccinated, it could prove a liability if someone has complications from the vaccine down the road or if there are health or religious reasons why the worker wants to avoid that vaccine. This Steel worker shortage. No plumbers, no electricians, no carpenters. People who work with their hands. You people made it sound like a bad thing. You want your kids doing that? You want your kids laboring for other people? Huh? And then the people who would have taken the jobs, you know, black and brown people as they call them, me, black folk, took them out of the schools, made it harder. Did you have, what was that? Cooking class? It was called something. Home economics when you were in high school. Remember that? Go in there and learn how to sew and cook. You know, things you need to do to get through life. Not just taking tests and whatnot. We'd go through that. I didn't have the class. I don't care much for cooking. But yeah, sometimes, you know, them, them girls was laying it down. Are they teaching young women that today? Or are they teaching them how to look at a menu in order? I don't know. The VA, the Health and Human Services, they expanded the vaccine mandate to nearly all healthcare workers. White House didn't go as far as saying mandating COVID-19 vaccines for all federal employees. Uh, but department secretaries are quickly making it a requirement. As I told you in the last pattern set, Department of Veterans Affairs and Health and Human Services trying to get healthcare workers and military mind mandated. So the VA will expand the vaccine mandate to nearly every employee, contractor, and volunteer in the Veterans Home Administration that comes in close contact with patients. Said that that'll go into effect on this past Friday, which affects uh, a lot of employees who have eight weeks to provide proof of vaccination. VA shows they got three over 300,000 employees that have already been vaccinated out of more than 426,000. So. You're pushing people that you need. See, because here's something they don't believe. No one is non-essential. Them restaurants seem to need your non-essential ass. The trade skill workers seem to need 
your non-essential ass. Told you S.A. and them went back across the border, fam. Ain't no houses being built. How long before these people make it back up in here to find these jobs again? You took this stuff out of the schools. The White House on July 29th said agencies will require employees and on-site contractors to attest to their vaccination status or be subject to masking, social distancing, and the 1-9 testing requirements. The 1-9 is the COVID-19. I call it the 1-9. Had them on August to fill out some form and say they found out if your ass lied about being vaccinated, you could face disciplinary action. So it's a federal crime for anyone to provide false information on the government form and doing so could also affect continuing eligibility for access to classified information or for employment in a national security position. They're going to get you. Financially, they're going to break your ass. What are you doing for self that it has enough income per month to take care of you and your family? How abdomen are you about taking the shot? Now, as one young lady says that. uh, I'm looking at her email. It says at me, bitch, I got time. (laughs) What the hell? But yeah, she says that uh, should they have made the vaccine less accessible to people? Would reverse psychology of work. But they were saying, well, the white folks is running into the black neighborhood to get the shot. So that shows the shot must be good. If the white folks coming in there to get it. I don't know. Are you going to take the jab? We're talking about um, labor shortages. This one guy, El Trotsky, says, I went out and surveyed my town for worker shortages. Jobs paying $30 an hour or more, no shortage. Jobs paying $25 to $30 an hour, no shortage. Jobs paying $20 to $25 an hour, no shortage. $15 to $20 an hour, a couple help wanted signs were up. But jobs paying less than $15 an hour, they have a shortage. If only there's a way to come up with a solution. Yeah, get your weight up. Nobody want them jobs, man. Nielsen wanted us to be a Nielsen family. Uh, we decided against that. Okay. But I, I, I love movies. I, 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 I was into that in high school. I was into radio and television broadcasting in high school. And yeah, we were able to do commercials and things of that nature. But I came across these two young ladies. They were talking. And the one lady says, a lot of times when people make black movies or shows, they never really have black people in mind. They're making these films for white people to enjoy. Just something I notice. The other young lady says, sometimes shows do this thing where they have a mostly white cast, but they cast very diverse extras, I guess, to make the show seem more diverse. But then it becomes a show about a group of white people who live in a town full of people of color, but never talk to them. That's interesting. Hard to find a black show, a good black show. Okay, now you got that. UMC channel, which is now some other channel. And Jackie O has found a couple of black spots on our um, fire stick, but they're not all greatness. You know, you find a jewel in there. 
What was that one? Uh, hashtag Digital Matters. Forget the comedian's name. Hysterical. Loved it. Here's Did You Know. Clement Vallandingham, a lawyer who, while trying to demonstrate how the victim might have accidentally shot himself, shot himself and died. He then won the case. Bet you didn't know that. When Lawrence C. Jones learned about the 80% illiteracy rate of rural Rankin County in Mississippi, he started the Piney Woods School with just $2 and three students and an abandoned sheep shed. In 1918, he not only survived a near lynching, but also managed to persuade the mob into collecting money to support his school. He also said, no man can force me to stoop low enough to hate them. See, that's fat pimping right there pimping these people came to do you bodily harm and the most high said here's something else perhaps you didn't know keanu reeves turned down 11 million dollars to star in speed too he chose to star in the devil's advocate with al pacino instead and took a several million dollar pay cut so producers could meet al pacino's salary demand Al Pacino's a bad man. You know, the, the one is Scarface now. Scarface laid it down. I mean, you, you just can't make another Scarface. Al Pacino is great in this month. <clears throat> the ex-fiance of the viral Gorilla Girl, Gorilla Glue Girl, was arrested after uh, violating a restraining order. Less than three weeks ago, this guy Madison, what's his name? DeWitt Madison, 38-year-old DeWitt Madison, was detained in Violet, Louisiana after allegedly violating Brown's restraining order that Brown had against him. Tessica Brown was the gorilla girl. And old DeWitt Madison here. Less than three weeks ago, Madison reportedly called Brown a violation of the court order and, after not receiving an answer, showed up at her house and knocked on the window. The old boy fled the scene after Gorilla Glue Girl called the police. He returned later to her house at about 3 a.m. where he was arrested. You know them folk was watching the house. So he's to be restrained from committing further acts of abuse or threats, my. Of course, you know, Brown, 40-year-old Brown, went viral after using Gorilla Glue to finish off her hairdo after running out of some kind of hairspray. The Louisiana native was reportedly three months pregnant with Madison's baby when she suffered a miscarriage this past May. It would have been their first together. Tessica has five children from a previous relationship and DeWitt has four. When we come back, ADOS and reparations. We're going to get into that. And you think black folk need to be getting some of them reparations? If you do, then we're going to talk about it. Banging this thing in the urban internet radio game. See, I love what I do. I don't want to come work for some company. I may have to. I'm tired of sitting at the house. But yeah, I love doing push gap. I love for this to be my life. I walk in the morning. I meditate. I'm able to get more into me now. And I want these things to continue in my life. We've been trying to eat better. Jackie O walks now. Okay. What do you want your life to be better instead of slaving away for some company? It's going to backfire, dude. You're going to get rid of people that you need. 
But because you're so disconnected from society and everything's political, from the mass to pulling out of Afghanistan, Afghanistan, everything's political with you people. You're so out of touch. You just don't get it. Another shutdown is coming. And I hope when you have to shelter in place again, you'll shelter in place listening to PushGapRadios.com. PushGapRadios.com. Banging a thing in the urban internet radio dial. Hey, don't keep us a secret. Dallas, Fort Worth. Stand up! The place with the most music variety. Most music variety. This is Kimbla Harden from Dallas, Texas, and I listen to the new PushGapRadio.com. Pushing hip-hop and R&B from back in the gap. PushGapRadio.com. Dallas, baby. Informative, entertaining, and often interrupted. Listen to the Jackie O Entertainment Report each week on Shackleford One and the main event with Jackie O and Studio One World Advantage Network only on PushGapRadio.com. Dallas, baby. Yvette Carnell, the president of American Descendants of Slavery Advocacy Foundation, will discuss her organization's take on the payment due to black Americans for over a century and a half. And it really comes down in many ways to whether you think black folk deserve to have the damage done repaired. There are many people at the forefront of this movement, but there's probably no movement more powerful, more vocal, and more influential in the conversation about reparations in the United States than that of ADOS. It's controversial, it's debated, it's contested, but it's absolutely one of the most important organizations going on. And so we wanted to have one of the founders of the organization, Yvette Carnell, join us here on Black News. Yvette, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me, Mark. I appreciate it. Talk to me first of all about the current reparation policy proposals that are on the table. So in terms of what reparation has to be, it has to be a national project because it was America that did this. It wasn't just local communities. It was America. And so we have to start at the federal level and we can do local ordinances, but we can't allow people to kind of skirt this issue. We need real money, real wealth, because wealth was plundered and wealth must be repaid. Wealth is plundered. Wealth must be repaid. That is the fundamental argument of reparations for most folk, myself included. But a lot of times where we get stuck is the details of what kind of plunder we're talking about, what kind of money it takes to repair the damage done, who gets it, and how they get it. So talk to me a little bit about ADOS's policy vision as it pertains to reparations. ADOS Advocacy Foundation, we are committed to cash payments. And we are committed to cash payments to a specific group of people, right? And those are American descendants of slavery. Now, we have a transformative black agenda that includes all black people. But in terms of reparations, those are the people that built the country and have been systemically, methodically oppressed since then. So you have to have a method not only for cash payments, but for programs to protect that wealth. Because you can give wealth to a group of people and then that money is plundered by white supremacy and super capitalists who would like nothing more than to take it away from us. So we have to have certain protections, but we absolutely have to have cash payments. And this absolutely has to be a federal government initiative in terms of how we do this and how we have outlays and appropriations and things of that nature. It has to happen that way. Cash payments, how much are we talking? 
wounds. I always say it this way. It takes a lot more time to heal a wound than it takes to inflict a wound. And America has been inflicting a wound for 400 years plus. So it's going to take longer than that to actually heal that wound and close the racial wealth gap, which we like to call the lineage wealth gap. It's going to take longer than that. But I think we're talking about at least 20 trillion. That's where we are. Down payment. Cut the check. Something like that. Shaka Ford won in the main event with me, Jackie up. Heard exclusively on Kiss Gap Radio. Give me two scoops. A man is driving down the road and breaks down near a monastery. He goes to the monastery, knocks on the door, and says, My car broke down. Do you think I could stay the night? The monks graciously, graciously accept him, feed him dinner, even fix his car. As the man tries to fall asleep, he hears a very strange sound. The next morning, as he asks the monk what the sound was, they say, we can't tell you, you're not a monk. The man is disappointed, but thanks to him anyway, and goes about his merry way. Some years later, the same man breaks down in front of the same monastery. The monks... The monks again accept him, feed him, and again fix his car. That night, he hears the same strange sound that he had heard years earlier. The next morning, he asks what it is, but the monks reply, we can't tell you. You're not a monk. The man says, all right, all right, I'm dying to know. The only way to find out is to become a monk. So he said, what do I do to become a monk? He said, you must travel to earth and tell us how many blades of grass there are and the exact number of sand pebbles. When you find these numbers, you will become a monk. The man sets about his task. Some 54 years later, he returns and knocks on the door of the monastery. He says, I've traveled to earth and found out what you asked. There are 145, whatever, blades of grass, wooda wooda, sand pebbles on the earth. The monks reply, congratulations, you're now a monk. We shall show you the way to the sound. The monks lead the man to a wooden door where they heard the head monk says, the sound is right behind the door. The man reaches for the knob, but the door is locked. He says, real funny, may I have the key? The monks give him the key. The man opens the door behind the wooden door is another door made of stone. They give him a key to that door behind that door is another door made of sapphire. And so it went finally gets to the last door. The monks give him the key. The man is to relieved to know that he has finally reached the end. He unlocks the door, turns the knob behind that door. He is amazed to find the source of the strange sound, but he can't tell your ass because you, are not a monk according to, according to a university of massachusetts amherst poll 86 percent of african-americans support the federal government sending cash payments to the descendants of slaves while 70 72 percent of whites disapprove of the idea as a result almost two-thirds of all americans disapprove of the ideal i would too see this is why they never apologized then you also have to get into who gets it. Who gets reparations? In a moment, you're going to hear another soundbite from Yvette Carnell, who you just heard a few minutes ago. But she's the leader of ADOS, American Descendants of Slavery. And they've been gearing up for their second annual conference for this fall. Now, Yvette Carnell is the co-founder of ADOS, American Descendants of Slaves. 
Antonio Moore is the other founder. Tone Talks is his show on YouTube. Now, he'll ask her some powerful questions about ADOS. And um, again, two po- thirds of Americans oppose it. You, you go around the world looking for the Jews, giving them money. Don't want to pay us. Okay. Now, Yvette Carnell has worked in Washington, D.C. She has an understanding of how things go. Okay. She had a weekly political show, Breaking Brown, that I've been watching for six, seven, eight years. And her show is critical to making reparations a policy platform. It was critical to making a policy platform in 2019. But you clowns went out and gave the vote away to Sleepy Joe. Now, who gets reparations? Real quick here, I'm going to let Auntie Vet Carnell explain to you what's going down with ADOS in its fight for reparations. Yvette Carnell. One of the things that ADOS gets criticized the most for, and I've been critical of you, and you know this, I've told you directly, is the conversations that often emerge from people who identify as ADOS around nativism. Is, is there any room for, for a conversation in your estimation around how ADOS and its sort of commitment to talking about descendants of slavery may alienate people who come from other parts of the continent or through con- constantly talking about a certain kind of lineage, almost replicate a certain kind of American nationalism? Well, you know, I think we have to make a sort of delineation, right? We're proud of the country that we built. We're proud of the slaves who built the country. We are absolutely proud of our freedom struggle through Jim Crow, mass incarceration. We're proud that we're still here. So what I would say is we are absolutely have a right to be proud of what we built, right? The same way that a Jamaican American is absolutely proud of the of, 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 of their history of coming out of slavery. The same way a Haitian is absolutely proud of Toussaint L'Overture. We're proud in the same way and you have to let us have that. We are a specific ethnic lineage, that's who we are. Now, we saw on CNN somebody say something, an anchor said something about America's the greatest country, I could never have done this in another country. Meanwhile, we as ADOS see this, we see what America has done to us. And we see that a lot of people are not very respectful of not only what we have endured, but the pathway where we have opened up to them to come here. If it wasn't for us and our freedom struggle, there would be no black and brown people here. And so we see a lot of disrespect coming our way. So I think the people who criticize us need to also criticize the people who disparage us as well. I only see criticism coming in our direction, and that's a problem for me. How do you think them people got here? Understand something. As ADOS, as a black American, whatever you want to call it, you don't have what they call dual citizenship. Let's say a race war did break out in America. Where your ass going? You can't go back to Trinidad and the Vagos or wherever it is. You can't go back to Nigeria. You can't run to Haiti, particularly after the earthquake just rocked there. You can't go to the Bahamas. You can't go back to Ghana, Nigeria, Ethiopia, Egypt. Your black ass stuck right here doing the same thing you've been doing for over 400 years, fighting these folks. But these people get to come in and say, they you because they look like you. All skin folk ain't kin folk. You know that. 
We're not, and I say we because I'm totally ADOS. It's about labels. You've been colored, niggas, blacks, African-Americans, Negroes, people of color, minority. At what point are you going to name yourself? And that's what ADOS is. ADOS, American Descendants of Slavery. Can you trace your grandmama, your great-grandmama, your great-great-grandmama, your three-great, your five-great, your ten-great, back to the killing fields of a southern slave plantation? If you cannot, you're not us. Your folk got here another way. You can't go to Nigeria and join in the fight with these people for freedom in South Africa or whatever. And then these people are going to give you land and a house. It don't work that way. You're not Nigerian. You're not Jamaican, man. Book, book, book. You ain't us. So by your not being us, You don't get what we get. Same thing here. Because the moment these people go to an HBCU or graduate and they black, they African-American and not sliding you. But go on their Facebook page. There's a picture of a flag of the country that they're from. But they use our fight. They use the blood of our relatives to get a leg up in life, to get a boot up. The things that were meant for you. That your people died for. Yeah, you owe us reparations. Cut the check. You know that if you were ever somewhere outside the country, outside of your comfort zone, but I'll use the military. You can get a guy that was a staunch KKK member with a guy who's a staunch uh, Black Panther. Stick the ass over there in the bush in Afghanistan. And see, don't they become real friendly real fast? You owe us. Cut the check. Cut the check. We the people that make this country pop, fam. Us. Look at TikTok. We got way more power than you think. What if 40 million black people pulled out of the economy? What would that do? What if 40 million black people, 35 million of them being ADOS, what if you pulled out of Christmas? How would you shut this joint down? You owe us. Cut the check. We all you got. You send everybody else back to their country, take their money, take their wealth and go home. Where are you going to send 35, 40 million black people? How in the hell after... 150 damn years, we still only 13% of the population, many black kids as I see. They can't tell you what your numbers are. Because you're bigger than you think. We got more power than you think. Look at TikTok. Look at whatever it is we do. But through social engineering, we just can't pull it together. It's a lot of things that were done to us. You owe us that loot, though, because I promise you this. You can let a spaceship set down here and tell all 35 million ADOS to get on board. We got you your own joint. White folk ain't finna let your ass leave away from around here. See, if you were so superior, why would what I do concern you? Why are you always trying to see what I'm doing? 
Twitter, Facebook, Google. What trends do you think they try to follow? Us. We them people, folk. But because they done took over media, we can't show our own media and tell our own story. They took it over. They not only told the world who we were, they told you too who we were. To the point you hate another black person that look like you. But we're not going to get into that. Give us our money. Cut the check. And give us some land or whatever else it is that we want. I think the worst thing we could have done was integrated with these people. Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. realized that when he said, I think I led my people into a burning house. Why you want to get with folk who hate you? We can shut this joint down. You shut Christmas down, but a gang of the slaves ain't going to do it. Reparations. It's time for black people to get back to owning our own. And for you youngsters who talk about why black folks can't seem to get their shit together. We had our shit together. Read your history. Not just Tulsa. Read your history, fam. Most of the black men that they lynched were business owners. We had our own. But anytime we get our own, they're going to burn it down. They're going to tear it down. Again, you can get a car loan, a student loan, and a home loan. Them folk ain't trying to give you no business loan. You got an 800 credit score and $5 million in the bank. Racism is laced through every institution in America. That's why it's called institutional racism. Give us our reparations, mine. See, they don't fear black people having reparations. They fear 10% of the black people who will know what to do with the reparations. Perhaps that 10% wakes up another 10 or 20%. That 20% wakes up another five. You know what to do with the loot. That's what they don't want. Thank you for hanging out with the banging this thing on the Irving Internet Radio dial. Shocker 401 in the main event with Jackie O. Syndicated through KYBNRadio.com in Mountain View, California. Hey, share my shit. Let people know. Let people know, you understand me, that we are here. And we are here for you. Accelerate your wow factor. If you're talking about it, we're talking about it. From Gary, Indiana to Dallas, Fort Worth to Mountain View, California. If you can hear my voice, then we thank you for logging on to pushgapradios.com. Pushgapradios.com. Hey, don't keep us a secret. Dallas, baby. And we're out. Pray until something happens. God always provides. At pushgapradio.com, the power is in the name. You just shot to number one on your internet radio dial. Chaco Ford won in the main event only on pushgapradio.com. Pushgapradio.com, bridging the gap between old school and new school radio. Pushgapradio.com. It's Dallas, baby.